Welcome to the Brandon New Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Lyon, and I'm dedicated to helping individuals elevate their personal brand, proactively shape their reputation, and attract the life and career they dream of. I interview leading creative professionals, communication experts, and social media gurus in a bid to uncover practical and cutting edge personal branding strategies for you to apply. All sessions are recorded in front of a real audience asking real questions. If you want to learn more, please feel free to visit my website, carlylion.com and discover other ways we can work together. For now, let's start the class. Good afternoon, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for being here for the first session of the Brand In You podcast. I'm so delighted to have kicked off this series. And there are really two reasons why I wanted to do this series. Firstly, I just thought it was a great excuse to be able to speak to some really interesting and inspirational individuals about all things to do with personal branding. And secondly, I wanted to create a space and an opportunity where my clients and subscribers, including you, had the opportunity to also attend the conversation with the experts so that you could actually ask questions in real time. Because I love to listen to podcasts, but so many times I'm left with questions that I would have loved to ask the experts. So I wanted to create that space and opportunity so that you could do that. Now, when contemplating who I would love to speak to first and to kick off this series with, it really was a no-brainer for me. It came down to my dear friend and business partner and internationally acclaimed photographer, Nick Leary. There is no other person who I think is the epitome of a visual storyteller and really has mastered the art of doing that. So it just made sense for him to be the first person that I speak to. And also, I'm sure many of you have seen my posts regarding Nick, my emails regarding Nick, and I just thought it'd be a wonderful opportunity for everyone to actually meet him and to really see the beautiful person that he is and why I believe our clients have just up until this point really enjoyed working with him and the results have always been exceptional. So Nick, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. I think we could probably just leave it there, couldn't we? (laughs) No, no, no. We've got much, much to speak about. And, you know, I think, Nick, as much as I know you oh so well, uh, I think you deserve for me to read out your official bio. So let me just do that as a, a first starting point. And then I've got a whole bunch of questions to ask you. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is the official plug on Nick. So Nick Leary is an internationally acclaimed photographer whose work has taken him to the most remote corners of the world. Uh, With a career behind the lens spanning over 20 years, Leary commenced his journey into the world of photography in New York, where he became one of the most sought after photographers in his field, shooting for high profile fashion publications and clientele, including Vogue, GQ, Giorgio Armani, Moet Hennessy, Kate Blanchett, Hugh Jackman, and Miranda Kerr, just to name a few. He is also an exceptional fine art photographer and his work has adorned the walls of some of Australia's leading galleries and even billboards in Times Square. And Nick, when I was just going through, you know, some of the material that I have written on you and then other articles that I've come across, 
I came across this paragraph and I just wanted to read this because I think it is so true to who you are and what you stand for. And it says, Leary possesses the innate ability to find beauty in a multitude of places, some whose association with beauty is all but contrary. The animation and courage seen in Leary's raw and captivating photographs set them apart from the work of other photographers and have fast earned their creator a reputation of excellence. So beautiful. So sorry, Nick, now I really, <laughs> I really put you under pressure. Now, um, Nick, my first question is when I was putting together and thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about, what I realized was as much as I actually know you well, I don't actually know what got you into photography in the first place. So I think that's a really good place to start for all of us. Yeah, okay. So where do I start with that? Um, listen, let's go back to early 20s. So early 20s, I was actually doing my pilot's license and um, I was working behind a bar, um, kind of, you know, 80 bucks, a, you know, a day and kind of just trying to do my best to pay for the license. And um, I was down on Bondi Beach and, and a, a woman came up to me and, and basically asked me, would I be interested in earning $4,000 a day to basically be involved in the Bond shoot? Yeah. Bond's underwear. So I said, you know, to cut a really long story short, I said yes, ended up modelling and um, venturing into New York, um, kind of, you know, met a, met a girl, ended up in New York. This is a really short version of this story. Um, and then what happened was I ended up in that 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 kind of fashion scene as a model um, yeah. in that great photographers, um, all over, like some of the best photographers in the world. Um, and that sort of kicked off an, an interest in photography. I mean, it's when I look back, I can see how even in my younger years there was some, like I'd look through magazines and I'd draw and I'd kind of, be um, drawn to, to 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 some of those images, yeah. um, all of that stuff. But I never really got it. I grew up in the southern suburbs, and you know, it's playing football. I was a real kind of boy, and never really understood any of that art sort of side. So that was a, that was a, my first kind of like, oh wow, this is kind of how that this world works. Anyway. From there, I'd sort of, um, I was also trading some futures. I um, was partners in a restaurant in Pitt Street under yeah. the old Spy Cafe. Um, and I sort of worked my way up and was making a fair bit of money until a point where I actually was just about to turn 30 and I lost. Yeah. So when I, you know, and I was quite, I was doing quite well at that stage. Um, Lost pretty much everything. So, we, you know, I won't talk figures, but it was a, a, a substantial amount. Um, yeah, yeah. About $20,000 um, and I, I was, um, I was my, my, um, my partner at the time, we had the, my, which is my oldest son now, um, we ended up sort of going separate ways and it was it was nothing to do with the money. It was mainly because I was just a, a young sort of a young boy still. Um, mm. But that's kind of I ended up coming to a point where I asked myself a question: if I was going to continue at 
and it wasn't about the money. What was it that I loved doing? Mm. Started shooting previously some portraits out in New York and, and kind of um, playing with the camera, no training whatsoever, but with an introduction through a lot of great photographers. Mm. I saw how things worked. Um, and that sort of kicked off an interest into, um, you know, how potentially I could just shoot some pictures and, and then um, and then from there it's sort of I answered a question of, okay, if this, is, if this is me for the rest of my life and it's not about the money, what is it that I want to do? Mm. So did you model that whole way through right up until where you, own, you owned the restaurant and you lost everything? Were you still modelling or had you finished modelling and was, just doing that? Yeah, so the modelling thing was more uh, like it was kind of, it was a bit of a, a you know, it was sort of mid-20s and I was travelling and playing. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, you got to see the world. You were like, holy, you know, holy shit, we get paid to do this kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was kind of, um, it, it, was, it wasn't really me. So I, I always thought that there was some um, other interests. Mm. The modelling continued for probably about eight or nine years, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Point. And so the photography really was your, your way of saying, okay, if there were, if I just did something out of love, it would be the photography. And at that point, you were thirty already. Yeah. So I, I, I shorted the Nasdaq and lost everything pretty much. And then at that point, I, um, I packed up the place in New York and went and lived on a mate's couch in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. With, I got a job in a, um, in a restaurant. I told this guy I could basically be a bartender. And, and if you, if you know kind of, um, American bars, they're a lot different than Australian bars. I mean, he, he sort of said, okay, great. Threw me behind the pub, the bar. And the first drink that somebody asked for was like a, um, a key royale. Yeah. I looked around like, what the hell is a key royale? I have no idea. Yeah. So, oh, this guy's looking at me. He's like Chambord in champagne or something like that. Or I think it's, anyway, the second drink was a Harvey Wallbang. And coming from Australia, you don't know these cocktails. Like these are everyday drinks. And anyway, he was like this, mate, you don't know how to bartend, but I'll give you a job. You can wash dishes and then you can, you know, deliver food and stuff like that. Um, and, and work, work out back. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I, I started doing that again. Um, and with that money, I started just buying film and shooting and, and, you know, that, that didn't last that long. That was a, a period that was quite short, but yeah. there was a kind of big lull in my life where I was like, okay, this is, I've got sort of zero to work with here. Yeah. Um, so how are we just going to get started? How are we going to live? Um, and then from there, I went to, I, I spoke to some agencies and some agents that I knew. And I was like, listen, these are some of the photos I've done previously. How about I do some tests? And it just seemed to, um, it just seemed to, to work really quickly. Well, you would have established, I would, would think you would have established quite a good network of other photographers, other creatives, right? Through the modeling and whatever else. Because from that to then where, you went and you know where you are how did like what how much time did it take to go from that to suddenly shooting these superstars yeah it was it was actually pretty quick it, it just seemed like 
it, it seemed like a period of a couple of years. It really did. Like, wow. I knew, like you said, I did have some great contacts. Yeah. But more that, um, you know, I got given some opportunities. People liked my photos. It was, it just seemed to be quite easy. Because being on the other side of the camera, I'm sure, because even me sitting behind watching you and what you're doing on, on set, today and what we're doing together, you know, I've been able to learn a lot. Um, so I would imagine when you were modeling, you would have been learning so much without even potentially thinking of it as I want to be a photographer. You would have been taking in so much as well. Plus there's obviously natural talent there. Well, I don't know if it's so much as natural talent. I, I think it's almost like I, I'm now I'm probably a lot more confident to do what I believe mm. is is what I do. Yeah. Rather, um, rather than have to go any other way and copy whatever anyone else does, I think what I've learned is uh, and what gave me a shortcut very quickly in that photography world was just to do what I did. Yeah. And, and believe in that process. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. So, and I wrote down so many questions and you've done so many amazing things. You've worked with so many amazing people in all different parts of the world. And, you know, I hear bits and pieces of stories, uh, you know, on set in the work that we do. But are there any career highlights that and moments that you that really stand out to you as being like wow I can't believe I did that um yeah look it's it's in hindsight it's, it's funny because you, you you go through you know ups and downs yeah. um, everyday life um I think you know when I look at some of those highlights of what I thought were highlights aren't so much highlights anymore but you know I do remember shooting like my first um, yeah, my first cover. Yeah. Bow cover, a GQ cover, those things. You know, I actually remember, you know, just getting something printed first when we used to shoot film and doing um, just shooting magazines and just being published. So those those steps that you yeah. sort of beaming, you're like, wow, that's that's another great achievement. But but now some of those things aren't as important to me, but they definitely um you know, I, I sort of love some of the work, my personal work now. Um, so that Brumby series, which talks, which is more about, I, I suppose, a modern Australian message um, and, and some of that stuff, which is, I think, hopefully a lot more legs and, you know, a little more timeless. And, um, mm. little oh, more your work, the Brumby stuff is absolutely stunning. Like and, it's, it's and look, I'm... I'm Really loving the work that you and I are doing at the moment. I think um, you know um, the it's, it's 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 really got a place, um, and it's it's great. I suppose having the ability to use that craft in um, in helping. Yeah, I love that, and we will definitely get to that because I've got you know there's so much that I want to explore in what we're doing now with the the personal brand shoots and the profile photography for you know entrepreneurs and executives yep. I, I want to and maybe we can just segue straight into that because 
how we how it came about so to give you all a little background in how it actually came about that Nick and I were working together and that we created this offering uh, for individuals out there is I had start you know I knew Nick before he even we even knew each other um having obviously represented a supermodel I knew what photographer was doing what and Nick always had this incredible reputation for just being able to make women and men alike just there was something about his photography where it's like you really felt like you were looking into the person and it there was so real and honest so I then got into this personal branding side of the work that I do and I called Nick and I was like, Nick, please, because there's lots of personal branding photographers out there, but obviously they're not at the level that I had become accustomed to, you know, having worked with a supermodel. Uh, and I called Nick and I was like, Nick, please just tell me you've got like an assistant or someone, someone who just can get it like you get it because I know the difference between a good photo and an exceptional photo and he was like yeah okay Carly why don't we try to do it together and that was just over or just under three years ago maybe just over two years ago and we have since been in the studio you know many times and there's a few people on the call today that I know we've had in the studio with us which is so lovely uh and I think I know your secret now, Nick. I think I know your secret. I think I have found your secret. And wow. are you are you okay if I share your secret? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Are you ready to actually hear your secret as well? Because you might not even know know this yourself. Maybe it'll help us in the studio. We'll cut down, cut down <laughs> yeah. the fine. Yeah, yeah. So your secret, and definitely we've got, an amazing lighting setup. We've got a great team around us. You know, our styling team's outstanding. Our hair and makeup, beautiful. But honestly, Nick, I think your secret is that when you are shooting someone, and I think this applies to shooting someone, something, an animal, it's like there nothing else in the world matters. And you just go into this vortex and all you care about is that person in front of you. And I, I can see you have this visceral reaction when obviously you got the shot that you want because it's like you go into this zone and then all of a sudden you go, yeah, I got it. And like we're all standing there going, what, what, what happened? And you just know. So tell me about that process for you because it's obvious for all of us watching you. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do I explain that one? But it's, you know, when they talk about the magic, mm -hmm. I call it the, the, the real magic, the M-A-G-I-K. And it's like all the bits come to Mother Nature presents. And I spoke about, I did write a paragraph in my forward um, about in, within that Brumby book because the same magic happens um, to me and the that, that's that's the magic for me that's that's like a high it's like this little spark that you um you know you, you get like from you know when like winning a bet or something like that it's kind of it's it's it's, it's hard to describe but that's mm -hmm. 
there's a spark that kind of that kind of ignites and it's this little bit of magic that comes together and mother nature presents and all the bits like it's almost like it's mathematical the the energy all feels right and i i just know and that's my little my little high that i get you know i'm always in search of that little high like it's 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 really hard to explain but it happens with um with you know with kind of anything that I get focused on in within yeah. that, there's a relationship. There's this kind of, there's almost like a mirroring sometimes between you and the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't look, I won't go too deep because it gets a little bit kind of out there as well, but there's, there's definitely a magic that, um, that happens for me. Mm-hmm. And it's real, it's a, it's a real little buzz for me when I, when I, you know, mother nature presents. Mm-hmm. And, so, so I love that. I love that. It, it, it makes complete sense. And I think any artist would find it difficult to explain what it is, that moment of knowing that they've captured what they want to capture. Uh, so I understand that entirely. But what's interesting to me also is before, and I talk about this when where I'm talking about to a client in the lead up to the shoot, I always say, now, don't worry, when you get there, Nick is going to give you his famous pep talk. And, it, you know, as if on cue, they'll walk into the studio and you'll take them aside and you'll do whatever it is that you do. And I can see them visually relax. And it's like this wave of something just goes over them and they it's like they're ready you're ready and you've done so what is happening in that moment and what are you actually saying because I never come close enough to hear so look a lot of the time for um to, to allow this to um allow allow these moments to happen you, you really have to just create a comfortable space mm. most of the time I'm just trying to get that space where it's, it's it feels really um, to a point where you you you, you know you we're we're not expecting anything. Yeah. So so I'll even you know talk to um, people in the way of saying, listen, whatever you've seen, let's just throw all that away because we're not really expecting anything, any outcome here. And, and that allows us to have a really simple base and allows uh, anything to happen. Mm-hmm. And, itself. and that's what I'm after. I'm, I'm after that, the moment of honesty where we, we get to celebrate you and that, that kind of, that base of not, not expecting any outcome, not expecting you to be a model, not expecting you to be, you know, what you, what your expectations, even what you've seen, or the, or the, you know, the pose that you're trying to pull. Sometimes we can, sometimes they can be hurdles and sometimes they can contain us into a space where we don't really, we're, we're, we're almost pretending and trying to be something else. Mm. And get to is a point of not expecting any outcome and really getting you to really just be honest and, and, and celebrate your own self. Mm. Like, That's beautiful. That's powerful. Yeah, it's really so, powerful. So that you know, to to, pep, to pull it right back, that's kind of what I'm really trying to do. It's just to have 
a really neutral, comfortable space. Mm. It can happen. You know, any personality can come out. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say to people, listen, it, we'll go, through, we'll travel through emotions, mm. but that, because that's normal. And sometimes those emotions deliver really beautiful pictures. Mm. And that's who, that's what's going to come out. And sometimes those pictures are the ones we choose, or sometimes those pictures are the ones that I might choose. But, you know, somebody else may not choose, but it's all okay because they're all real kind of moments and, and, it's a journey we're celebrating you let's travel through that journey and understand that we we do find it always but allow that to come yeah. and that's really what i'm just trying to create it's that comfortable space where we are not expecting any outcome and that everything is everything is a beautiful picture and on that point I have heard you on set say so many times, and I know you're saying it from a very real, genuine place. You have said everyone is beautiful. And that has always given me goosebumps because I think, especially coming from your perspective where you are in that unique position where you're capturing uh, the image of someone, to know that you're coming from that place of believing uh, and I definitely believe as well that everyone is beautiful. And I feel that's probably part of your magic, Nick, is that then perhaps when someone's in front of the lens with you, they are probably feeling that too that, that, and, and allowing themselves to believe that and feel it in that moment. And do you think, you know, having your experience of shooting so many different kinds of people and certainly the work that we're doing today, do you think that mindset does show up in pictures when someone is actually in that moment of going, you know what, I am me, I'm celebrating me. Do you feel like you can see that mindset? Yeah, look, definitely. The, the thing is it's I, I will work through all of those emotions because all of those emotions are nothing's wrong. It's mm -hmm. just, just we're travelling, you know, we're going to be here and we're travelling through these emotions and we get, we, we're going to, capture those emotions now a lot of the time he's 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 where it starts to get um pointed because you know a lot of the time we do want an outcome for linkedin yes media so we have to get to the point where i also cover some of those bases for you yeah. and, and, but the it doesn't mean the rest is wrong it just means i also have a a job to do yeah in this process mm. But that's if, if we understand that there's, there's, there's no right or wrong and then there's also a job to do in that process, then, you know, I think it, we, we always get there. And like you say, there's great lighting, there's great, you know, like our team is amazing, the, the styling's amazing. It's, it's pretty hard not to get there half the time. If yeah. I in a more comfortable space where, you know, you really look at your pictures at the end of the day and you go, yeah, that, that's me, you know, and I like that because that's my real smile and, God, that was a great experience and, you know, like next time I get in front of the camera, I'm going to like, I'm just going to let me be me even a lot quicker and do all that. That's kind of, um, then, then I feel like, you know, that's a successful shoot. Yes. Because so we when they when you feel like they've allowed themselves to just be themselves and there's no right or wrong in being yourself 
because a lot of the time we, we like we do want to get to this point where you know there there there, there is an outcome needed. Yeah. But we also want to feel like it, it's us. So most of the time, like I say, the, the thing from the most important thing for me is to create that comfortable space initially, um, and and just really get people to understand that we're you know we're we're celebrating them and to yeah. get over hurdles because that's where that's where sometimes we're not going to get the outcome. If yeah. Right. Um, and they won't feel good about it. So for me, that's probably the challenge, the number one challenge um, to try and get to fastest, you know, especially in, in in that short space of time. And for those who might never have the opportunity to shoot with you, right, uh, even if they want it. And I had a lady last night reach out and she was like, oh, you know, I'm in South Africa. You guys, you know, can you come to South Africa? And I was like, mm. I don't know yet, but maybe. Um, do you feel like there is anything someone can do to feel more comfortable in front of a camera? Like, do you have, have you come across, even I suppose going right back to your days as a model, um, but then now also seeing it from a photographer's perspective and watching someone in that, that zone where most people feel completely outside of their comfort zone, yeah. How, have you come across any great strat- strategies or tips? Look, there's, I, I think there's, there's several techniques. There's, there's even things that I use in studio. Like, you know, the, there's a simple technique of just earthing yourself sometimes. Like if, mm. if sometimes if you're standing in the middle of the studio, it's very weird. Like I, I sometimes call it earthing. So just even sitting down and touching mm. something comfortable, even a chair, those things work. Um, we also react to our environment around. So if, if there's an environment that's, that, that isn't comfortable, then it's really hard to pull yourself out of that and just go into your own space and pretend it's not happening because that environment is key. Like we, we, we react off everything around us. Yeah, of course. So, you know, whatever you can do to create an environment or whoever you can work with, uh, with you know, someone that creates that environment where you feel comfortable um, and you can be yourself and, you know, they're, they're, they're key. Um, obviously, you know, that, that the confidence does come from within to some degree. Yeah. Um, and you can um, try to. Yeah, work on that mindset. And in headspace. Yeah. Um, that sometimes can change the environment as well. So, you know, you can really walk in and, and, and own it and, and, and be super confident and just be like, yeah, I'm here for me and this is going to be great and let's take some great pictures and I don't care what the outcome is and let's just go for it and you can change the environment. So, you know, I think there are a couple of things there that you yeah, can Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think, I think they're all great. And I, I, I just n- noticed one of the questions or one of the things I popped down uh, here on my notes is at the end of all of our shoots, we've always, as a team, we've sat at the end and gone, oh my God, this is like therapy. And I have also, you know, I, we've on many occasions seen clients cry when they see their photo. Um, and so I think it's for like therapy for our clients as well, because, and, and I'm especially speaking to 
the female clients that we have in this regard. I really believe most people, firstly, they think they're not photogenic. So that holds them back and stops them from going to get photos. But then when they actually see a beautiful photo of themselves, I think that does have an incredible impact on their mindset and how they feel about themselves. And I think that's really important for a woman. Would you agree? Not that you can speak to being a woman, but it's a a beautiful moment, isn't it? When you see someone look at the photos and they're like, wow, that's me. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's so empowering, you know, it's, 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 it's really like when, we, we started um, this conversation. I think some of the work I'm doing now with, with you is, 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 you know, definitely some of the photos that I'm enjoying the most out of my whole career. I really feel that there, there is, um, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of times when we're shooting and, you know, our team um, also has tears in their eyes, like, you know, because, because there's something special here. There, there really is. There, there is this point where, you know, people with those hurdles in front of them, for whatever reason, look, we don't know, um, that they disappear and, and we, we get to a point where they've managed to get past all of that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you, you see that happen and you, you experience that and you're part of that process, um, it's quite moving, you know, like for me as all of us, like, you know, there hasn't been one person in our team that basically hasn't been moved from the, the work we're doing. And we never knew it was going to take us here. We never knew it was powerful. Um, but the, I, I think we, we now realise that it's, it's, there's a, um, you know, it's more meaningful. It's not just yeah. the profile shot. There's a lot of stuff here that actually is is work that is of a greater good. Yeah, it's wow. so true. So, you know, I'm so proud and, and happy to be part of this work at the moment um, and just be true to what I do because it's kind of, it is for me as well, just um, it's, it, this is kind of what I do, you know. So I don't know whether it's it floats someone else's boat, but for me, it's definitely finding that honesty and that authenticity and that you know, getting that um, to that point where it's it's honest and it's real is. It's, it's pretty- beautiful. It's so true. And you know, Nick, uh, we were laughing about this uh, a few weeks ago. I, because I've been the one dealing with the clients right up to the shoot and then after the shoot, I get to hear all of the glowing reviews and, you know, I get all the congratulations and all of the credit and poor Nick doesn't get any of it and I often forget to pass it on to him so I get to glow and bask in it. But as I was saying to you on the phone the other week, you know, these, it's, and, and whether it's shooting with us or shooting with someone else, I know that we we can only really speak to the work that we're doing and shooting with us, but it's symbolic of so much more. As you said, it's not just creating an image and for that to be a functional thing that they can use professionally. It is symbolic of so much more because on so many occasions, these women and men having these photos turns into them going, you know what, 
and I know there's someone on this call today, which I'm not going to single you out, but I know that you know I'm speaking about you. Um, but when they've got their photos, they'll go for a job. They'll reach for a job that they feel is a little bit more outside of their comfort zone. Or I had one uh, lady who's the MD of a, a high-profile skincare brand. She had always really remained behind the scenes and she never really wanted to put herself out there until she had her photos. And that meant then she'd go for interviews and she wanted to share because she was proud about showing up and she didn't feel daunted when someone said to her, you know, can I have your bio and headshot? Cause she was like, Oh, I don't have one that I like. So it's symbolic of so much more. And I think that's what you're speaking to, uh, in terms of it being so meaningful. It's not just them having a good photo. It's them connecting with something bigger and more important for their own journey. Yeah, definitely. And look, it, it really, the work that we're doing really seems quite different from a lot of the stuff that I've done previously in terms of covers and magazines because it, it, it some, somehow feels like we are, uh, the, we are supposed to be breaking some of these together, some of these yeah. boundaries together. And, and, and even for myself, like, you know, like it, it's not just one-sided here. There's a real, like, there's a gain for me. Like, yeah. and this is, it, I, I get this magic, you know, I get this fulfillment. So, um, you know, like it's, there really feels like this, this, it's breaking down bits or it's all over the place. There's a real, mm. we're doing so, yeah, I'm super proud. Oh, so am I. I really am so proud. And and you should be proud because, you know, the work and the, the images that we've created have been ab- absolutely exceptional. Now, I want to know if anyone here has any questions that they'd like to ask Nick, if there, there's anything in his story or, or what he does uh, that you would like to, to learn or know more about um here is your opportunity to ask him uh, any questions and i'm sure he'd be happy to to share some behind the scenes stories if there's something you specifically want to know um but we've definitely we've definitely covered a lot of ground and yeah i am just so excited about what we're doing and and what you do and what you represent and i've got I've got one question here from Saru. She said, should someone wait until they reach a certain point in their journey before getting a picture done? What's your opinion on that, Nick? Someone wait. Um, look, I, I would say no, because it's, we were talking about it the other day. I was talking to Annabelle about um, just looking back and, and we were talking about Elkie. Mm. And, my daughter and some of the things that we we missed along the way. Now I'm a photographer and I'll say, God, I wish I I wish I had, you know, some photos of her doing certain things. And I've just I think I think not. I think there's times when, you know, you want to look back. Um, and it could be in your older age where you just think, God, I wish I had some pictures of me yep. in my thirties or forties or if who knows. But yep. um that I catch myself a lot of the time doing that. So um, I would have to answer that question and say, no, I'd say just yeah. jump. I okay. agree with you. I agree. I think it's, it's, you know, there's no time like the present. And I think having an asset 
I mean, okay, firstly, putting it in a work context, having an asset, a powerful profile shot is something that everyone should need, should have and needs. And it's something that they can use in a multitude of ways. But then as you were saying, and I think relates to this on a personal level, you know, having beautiful shots of yourself and being able to look at those photos and connect with those photos and see yourself in those photos, I think is like we were speaking about earlier, it's so empowering and it can really be that injection of confidence that somebody can use to then propel them, you know, to wherever they want to go. So yeah, I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think anyone should wait. And no. then Sue's asking, did you actually get your pilot license? I did actually. So I ended up um, doing my commercial pilot's license, um, did all my senior met and like theory as well. Um, but then kind of just decided that that wasn't for me. I, I was on a nav, which is it's basically a navigation where you travel across Australia. And um, I just remember sitting in the cockpit next to um, – uh, another guy I was flying with and just thinking, you know what, I'm kind of a little bit bored. I used to like kind of going up and yeah. doing aerials and, you know, negative Gs and losing my stomach and butterflies and all that kind of the aerobatic side and the the um, the just sitting there in the plane kind of um, it wasn't really me. So I, I probably like the fact of, um, you know, a little more thrill-seeking at that yeah. age. And as well, I had baggage. Like my mum wanted me to, you know, my mum and dad were always like, you know, he's going to be a pilot kind of. That was that was what you did in kind of the 70s and 80s. You you know, your son was a pilot. So I got caught with that baggage and, um, yes. just, you know, just went along with it basically until I realised, no, that's not really for me. Even though I enjoy the travel, I still love the travel and I love adventure and all that stuff. It wasn't, it was just, a, yeah, some... I suppose some things that I was carrying that um, took me down that road. I I did not know that about you. I did honestly did not know that you were going to be a pilot. That that's, and I can just imagine you chasing that thrill seeking side of things. I'd have the personality for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> like no, it would have been wasted talent you in that cockpit. So. Oh. Sorry, I, I remember doing my first nav, and I think I'd been out all night, and you know oh, I did. No. I showed up to Bankstown Airport um, and the instructor's like, okay, let's go. Here we, you know, you, you are, you're going to do your first, your first solo, um, first solo, sorry, not first nap, first solo today. And I was like, okay. And I just and remember. And you were hungover. I was so hungover. I, oh my I, you, know my you know my personality. I am not I the organised pilot sort of. No, no, no. I like so lucky that I left that and kind of I probably could have many you know I probably would have crashed that plane and but, <laughs> but that's not, not the part yeah my, it's one thing to have a hangover in your early days have a hangover and and shoot a model the next day it's an entirely different thing to have a hangover and shoot and fly a plane so i i'm glad you went down the path of photography for your own safety and everyone else's <laughs> uh, allison would like to ask what did you learn from starting again so obviously that moment where you lost everything what did you learn from having to start again 
I learned that that was the most powerful point mm. that in my life. When, when, when I had nothing, I actually learned that it was probably the, the most powerful point of me because mm. I had and I was very clear on, okay, I was going to live this way. You know, I was going to be creative and travel the world and basically no amount of money was going to change that way that I was going to live my life. And that's why I think the breakthrough in, in photography for me was so quick. I think basically I did what I wanted to do and I did it in a way that I basically, I had no formal training. And, um, and here's the thing. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. There's no right or wrong again. It's basically you just find your niche. And as long as mm-hmm. you live the way you, um, you know, that, that honesty, and that's what I found, living that honesty was a really quick breakthrough for me. Um, to, to to fast track finding a career and 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 a life and and living kind of how I wanted to live, um, so that's that. Yeah, I would say it's you know that most powerful point in your life that for me. Yeah, I love that, and that makes so much sense. When you really have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain, and you realize. When you're at that point where, I mean, I've never got to that point, touch, I'm touching wood, even though it sounds amazing, Nick, to get to that point, I'm still touching wood. But um, yeah, how powerful is that when you know you're still, you've still got everything when you've got nothing? Well, you, you don't know. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's pretty depressing and scary. I mean, you know, I'm sleeping on a couch, I'm, you know, delivering, I'm a waiter, you know, I'd gone from having a place in New York and, you know, amazing life and, you know, like a sublet apartment down Miami, placed back in Sydney to literally nothing, you know, losing pretty much everything and, and working for a wage. It's scary. It's really is. But looking back in hindsight now, that was the best thing because it, I was the most powerful. I was the most clearest on getting rid of all the rubbish and this was how I was going to live. Um, please don't ever happen again though. Like. <laughs> yeah. Still touching wood, touch wood on everything. Uh, Sue would like to ask, how often should you reshoot your photos for your profile? Uh, look, good question. I mean, that's, I'd probably say, Carly, do you want to answer that question? Because I'm. <laughs> okay. I will ask, I'll answer that question. I would say, and I suppose it depends how much you change personally, you know, within any frame of time. So you might've had a dramatic haircut, changed your color, lost a lot of weight. The whole point of a profile shot is to create cohesiveness so that when someone sees you online, on your socials, wherever it is that they're encountering your shot, and then they meet you in person, you want it to still feel like it's the same person. So I remember one, I I often talk about this one instance where I was out at an event speaking to this lovely lady. And as you do, I said, let's connect on LinkedIn. Uh, It was also a good excuse for me to get her name again. So I was like, how do I spell your name? And I looked her up and I was like, whoa, you know, she looked so different. Uh, Not only was she wearing a lot more makeup in her shop, which we always advise against uh, with our shoots, she was like 10 years younger in the, in the photo. And I just think that creates a level of distrust. So you want it to feel like an elevated version of you. And the compliment, Nick, that I often don't relay to you is that what most people love about your photos is the comment I often get is, 
it it looks like me, it feels like me, but it's just like a better version of me. And that is what I would say you want your profile shot to do. So in answer to your question, it really depends on how much you've changed. So if you look at that photo and still feel like it looks like you, uh, then it's probably still fine. But if you can see that there's a disconnect, then it's probably time to update it. So that would be my answer with that one. And then we've got another question here, which is similar uh, from Michael. Should you update your photo yearly? I don't think, I think if a photo is taken and it's got a timeless, ageless appeal, um, well, not ageless, excuse me, timeless, uh, then you probably get a good three years out of it. Again, if you've still got the same hair, weight, all of the rest of it. Um, so I don't think having it done every year is is necessary. It's also why uh, we recommend clients use, from a styling perspective, they go with a more neutral uh, tones because if you use a lot of patterns, they tend to date faster. So the fashion in your shoot will date before the photo itself. Whereas if you use neutral tones from a styling perspective, it will last uh, a lot longer. And then Jessica's asking, what do you think about black and white photos versus color? Nick, what's your take on this? I mean, you, yeah, you're asking someone who loves black and white. I mean, I, I love the, um, the, the timeless nature of those black and white photos. So I'm, I'm, you know, a big black and white kind of guy. I think in most of our shoots, we, we know, we give our clients a heap of black and whites. Yeah. Um, that's just, look, I, I, that's my nature in the way that I shoot as well. I, I kind of like those classic um, timeless pics. Yeah. Um, it, it, it depends on what it's for as well. Like, you you know, like you say, it really depends on if it's, and, and you know, what it needs to say. Yeah. Um, times that you can do a great black and white portrait that's, you know, just a picture of you laughing away from camera and you can use it as a, port, you know, a simple kind of, cl- shot that's you know yep. if it's talking about um you in general they just want to see a great black and white timeless image yeah. that that really works and then i tend to like use a lot of black and white for my stuff um, yeah. but it really comes down to personal preference as well and um you know and and, and where you want to use it yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, my take on that from a personal branding perspective is, is, is really similar. I think it comes down to what is the brand, your brand? What is the story you're trying to tell? I don't think that there is a hard and fast rule for, oh, if it's color, it's easier to connect with the image of the person because black and white can tell a story and it has a certain vibe that can really lend itself to your brand. So, I love black and white as well. I think I think it's absolutely beautiful, very, very elegant. Uh, okay, so we've got another question, Nick. We've got what kind of editing occurs on the profile shot and what's recommended? So I'm assuming what, what uh, you mean by this, Jess, is how much retouching uh, should one have? How much retouching? Nick, do you want to? Yeah, look, my... <laughs> Look, our most of the time, and and you know, our lighting 
doesn't really need a lot of retouching. Everybody that comes out just looks so great. Um, whether it's styling, hair, and makeup, lighting, I'd usually say it's lighting and the great photography. <laughs> of but, course, you do. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's not not a lot is ever really needed. Look, sometimes there's something that annoys you, and that's completely okay. And I've, you know, we've had you know movie stars come through that have a request, and you're like, okay, that's that's a really silly request because I don't see it. But everybody's got their thing. Once again, completely fine. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 everyone's own decision. Um, but I would say a lot of the time, I'd, I like to see minimal retouching, and most of our things that we do don't have a lot of retouching done to it. Um, you know, there's, there's one or two things, and I'm not sure about the requests to come back to you, Carly. But a lot of my work that I've done over the years doesn't have a lot of retouching, and we keep it pretty keep it pretty real yeah and and that's absolutely what i recommend because it's it's like this whole movement with um uh you know instagram filters and the different kind of edits that you can people can do themselves and the the real issue with that is especially from a personal branding perspective is if you don't look like what you do in photos and someone meets you, that's, that's not, firstly, it's not healthy for you. Cause if you're worried about meeting people in person, because you know, you look so different, I think that's just a really unhealthy uh, place to come from. You want to feel confident and comfortable showing up as yourself. Sure. You have a little bit of retouching. I call it refinements when we are speaking to clients about their retouching and it's usually things like you know getting rid of the the fr frizz on their hair or you know sl uh, slightly they're creasing in their shirts it's never really about completely changing face structure or tones or anything too crazy because again i don't think it's a good thing for you to have a photo that looks too manufactured and i think you said it perfectly nick that real and honest um that's what you're really aiming for especially in a, in a profile shot mm. so we've got another question what is the best way to achieve ti a timeless look in photos is it through style colors black and white studio or outside shots so a timeless look in photos what would you suggest on that nick timeless um yeah, look, there's, there's there's so many reference of timeless, you know, there's timeless kind of um, black and white images of the Hollywood movie stars. Um, there's, you know, like simple classic shapes that yeah. a simple portrait shape even at a desk, which we sometimes we use a lot. Um, yeah. there, there is, you know, those, there's, there's classic, props as well that you can you know you can stand up against that old kind of that old porsche and yeah. do it black and white out on location in, yeah. in a and that be timeless um yeah really um once again what you're after there's so many ways to make those timeless images i, I think i think timeless was for me you know if i was to just to think of a really simple timeless image and what that stands for for me it, it probably would be a simple black and white image mm. yeah like simple styling but 
you know, a moment that is 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 going to last. Yeah. Whether it's got a great smile or you know, it's it's you standing by your you know the car that you love, and in twenty years you look back and you go, wow, what a great picture. I mean, that's yeah, a hundred percent. Um, that that that's a hard question. Yeah, that is a, it is a hard question. And and I think what I would just add to that um, is I think getting to the difference between a studio show, shoot and an outside shoot is the biggest difference, I believe, is the fact that in a studio you are the centre of attention. So, and, and I'm presuming that there's no props and whatever else and it's there's no set design which we don't have it's it's all about you and you are the center of the the image whether that's timeless or not it depends on you know everything else that you've just spoken about but that is the benefit of that studio style shoot as opposed to an outdoor shoot location shoot which it's about you but it's also the location is telling part of the story as well so that I think make can make a big difference to the outcome of the image is is that location. Um, so hopefully that answers all of your questions. And I've just noticed the time we are right on time, which is really unlike me. I'm often late, believe it or not, Nick, because I do come across as very organised on our shoots. I hope you agree with that statement. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. But uh, <laughs> but Nick, I just want to. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. It is such a joy working with you. And like I said to you before, in regards to bearing witness to your secret and watching you put so much love and care into your work is so inspiring for everyone else uh, that witnesses it. And you really are, as much as, like I said, I take a lot of the credit, you really are giving such a gift uh, to the people that you're photographing and, and something that they get to keep and cherish forever. So thank you so much for being you. Thank you for being my first ever pod class guest. And I look forward to getting in the studio this October with you. So thank you so much, guys. And thank you all to everyone here uh, for coming along and joining us for this conversation. So thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure. And thank you for uh, choosing me as your first guest. It's such a thank you, <laughs> thank you everybody for giving me that little bit of magic too. It's a uh, spark. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share what you learned and help others find the podcast by leaving a review. If you would like to attend the next virtual class in real time, be sure to sign up to the invite list via carlylion.com or the link in the show notes below. I look forward to having you at the next class.